Hey guys, how's it going? Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast where I come to you each and every week and share insights, tips, motivation, inspiration to help you navigate that first critical point of entry into the beauty industry as you're navigating your first career. And whether you're a first career beauty professional or first career salon owner, thanks for tuning in. On this episode, I'm actually doing a live read from my first book, Your First Year in the Beauty Industry. I'm gonna be going into salon interviews, how to be a great interviewee while you're sitting across from that potential boss or that potential future leader, partner, whatever you wanna call it. So I think you're gonna take away a lot from this. Uh, Per the usual, I go off script a little bit, add some things to this live read that may or may not be in the book. So tune in. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Can't wait to hear your feedback. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Now on with the episode. Chapter three. Sometimes the heart sees what is invisible to the eye. H. Jackson Brown Jr. Salon interviews. It's not love at first sight. Yep, you got it right. This is a chapter on interviews. Interviews with a capital S. When are you going to start? What are you going to say? Where do you go? What do you do? Many people think it's love at first sight, and I'm here to tell you it's definitely not. Getting hired at the first salon you interview at is kind of like marrying the first person you date. You would never think about doing such a thing. It's ludicrous. Well, it's the same with a salon interview or salon interviews. I know when I was in school, I was thinking about salon interviews and I was hearing about salon interviews, but the problem was I wasn't doing salon interviews. If you already finished school, and you're listening to this, and you have not done any interviews, then you're definitely behind the ball. If you're in school, and you're listening to this, start interviewing right away. Now, I know what you're thinking. What do you mean, start right away? I have no experience. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just started school, for crying out loud. My recommendation remains the same. Start right away. The sooner you start, the sooner you can qualify or disqualify different suitors. It's like dating. You're going to date probably more than one person before you find the one. As you are going on these dates or interviews, I wanna give you some key questions and tips that will make your salon interviews a success. I know you have all these great questions in your head, have heard about good questions to ask, and have probably Googled questions to ask, The challenge for most is having these questions written down. Again, I've done a great deal of interviews in my time and I didn't notice that being the case in most of the interview scenarios. When people show up, sometimes they're empty handed. They don't even have a notebook, let alone having questions written down. You will most likely think about questions that you have on your way home from the interview They're gonna hit you on your way as you're driving or you're walking away, you're going out the door, and guess what? It's gonna be too late. So have your questions and make sure you have written them down. I would recommend at least five questions. You may have to force yourself to ask them, 
I'm going to give you some of the key ones. Actually, these are some of the ones that I never hear, which I'm pretty surprised by. Now, as you're looking at these questions, you can start to formulate your own. But these are some of the key ones that you're going to want to know when you're interviewing. I want you to know it is a two-way street, first of all. Not only is the salon interviewing you, you are interviewing the salon. You should be interviewing the salon to see what kind of suitors they may be. Because I am sure there are things you have in mind that you want things that you want to know, things that you do not want. Just like dating, you have questions in mind and you have things that you will not tolerate. Sometimes we end up in relationships and before we know it, we're in way too deep, dealing with things we would never, ever put up with. Since we never wrote it down and we never made it clear by asking questions in the first place, we struggle to figure out who takes what, who keeps the dog, and so on, and so on, and so on. When you go into an interview, here are some of the key questions you should ask. Number one, continuing education. This seems to be a hot topic. What is the schedule of the continuing education, and how often does the salon train? I have heard stories and have had stylists tell me the salon they're interested in has continuing education, but what does it look like? Does that mean once a week, once a month, once a year? You want to know the schedule. So what is the schedule for continuing education at that salon? Make sure you get the answer. Number two, career path. What does your career path look like? Meaning, what are my opportunities for promotions? What are the different levels and requirements for a promotion? What can you be expected to receive from a promotion? These are great, great questions to ask because sometimes a salon will make things up on the fly. I'm sorry, but I know a lot of salons that are opened by former frustrated stylists who have not decided to commit to any form of career path or systems, and now all of a the sudden, they're hiring people. I know if I'm a stylist going into a salon, I not only want the answers to these questions, but I also want to see everything in writing. Now, is it too forward for you to ask to have these answers in writing? I don't think so. I actually think if you are in the right scenario and you're interviewing the right salon owner, they would be more than forthcoming to show you an example. Whether it be in an operations manual or some other form. The key is that it is written somewhere and you can see it and see that it exists. Once you start, it's hard to stop and regain this ground. So make sure you see that career path in writing. Number three, pay. The money. I can't tell you how many times I've been in an interview and the subject of pay never comes up. Now, I'm not saying you're going to understand everything about the pay and we'll talk about the ways to get paid in the upcoming chapters, but at least knowing what are the starting points. How do we get paid? When do we get paid? What do we get paid? And what do we get paid for? These are the things you definitely want to ask. You're not going to want to wait until you get home and you're so excited because you think you got the job and then your mom says, oh, that's awesome, sweetie. That's awesome, darling. And how much are you getting paid? 
And then you're like, oh shit, I don't have a clue. So uh, let me go find out. No, it's not, it's not the way you want it to go. So it's okay to ask in an interview how much you will be getting paid. A couple of other key points when you're going to an interview will involve what you're going to wear. You have to remember, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So you want to dress to impress. That should be your attitude everywhere you go as a beauty industry professional. You would be surprised how many people show up in faded clothes, unkempt hair, no makeup, and just not looking the part. When you show up to an interview, you want to make sure you're wearing and looking your best. You want to make sure your hair is done. There's no room for error. Your wardrobe, your makeup, down to your shoes, everything must look great. That will be the lasting impression, which will be the first impression you make on the person that is interviewing you. Another key point is arrival. You want to arrive early. If the interview is scheduled to start at 2, you want to be at least 15 minutes early, maybe 30 minutes. Anything beyond that may be a little bit excessive. Not like the morning or the night before, but if you arrive at least 15 minutes early, that speaks volumes to the person interviewing you. It shows that you're serious about employment and that your career means a lot to you. Now, what if you arrive to the salon and there's no one there? That's okay, but the fact that you are there will stand out. So make sure you arrive early. Give yourself enough time, make sure you have enough gas, and know the directions. If it is somewhere foreign or you are new to the area, I'd also recommend you drive the route the day before so you know exactly where you're going and there are no slip-ups in the morning. I always like to think about building 15 minutes of just-in-case time on the day of the interview. The next important key is staying late. Just because the interview is scheduled for 30 minutes, let the interviewer tell you, the interviewee, when it's time to go. They will have a way, whether it's through body language or wrapping it up with a statement like, all right, we're all set here, or something to that effect to let you know it's time to go. You wanna stay as long as possible. Many times during the formality part of the interview and all of the Q&A is done, some of the actual other information that happens post-interview is just as valuable. It is just as important as the interview itself. So when possible, stay late. Another thing to remember during an interview is to take notes. Going back to arriving empty-handed, not a good look, folks. Show up with a notebook, a pen that works, and take notes diligently in everything that's being said. You can write your questions down. This is a great way to present your questions. Take notes, whether big or small points, make sure you are taking notes and documenting. It shows that you are serious, committed, you are willing to learn from the person interviewing you. And one of the side notes, and this is going off script here, when you're taking notes, do it with a pen and a paper. I know we live in a day and an age where it's texting and we have our phones and we have our iPads and we have our this and our that. We can type in our phone, but it's not a good look. If you're in a training in an interview, take notes with a pen and a paper. You can always dictate it into your phone later. 
It just is more professional and it looks like you're really engaged and paying attention when you're taking notes and being able to look somebody in the eye and you're also writing things down. Let's get back on script. The next key is something that I notice often with new generational workers, new beauty industry professionals going in, young or old. I notice this being a very big void. The void that I'm speaking of is the ability to follow up. Not just follow up, but follow up persistently. One of my mentors has always said that the fortune is in the follow up. There are a few key things that I would like you to think about when it comes to following up. When you are following up with somebody, the first rule of thumb is that you continue to follow up until one of you dies. Did you hear that? That's right, dies. I can think of stylists in my organization that would not be a part of my organization had it not been for their persistence in following up. I'm talking about following up to the point where I almost wanted to get a restraining order on them. You know, that is how much they followed up. They didn't wait around until I got back to them. Let's talk about that. So you decided there's a salon, right? You're interested in and you send them an email, right? You send them an email one time and you don't hear back from them. Not in a day, not within a week. And you get offended. Well, they didn't email me back. They must not be interested, you say to yourself. Here's my recommendation on that. If you are attracted to a company that is growing and you email either the decision maker or the owner, whoever that person may be, hopefully if they are growing, they are extremely busy. So don't take it as a sign of them not wanting you and not wanting to talk to you or not being interested in you. I said that's like if you go you know, dating but not dating, right? This is not a sign they don't want to talk to you, so definitely don't take it personal. Take it as like they're extremely busy, I need to follow up, maybe they're working on growing their company, maybe they're fielding a lot of inquiries. You need to keep on following up with them. This has worked for me in any endeavor I've faced. I will never take it personal and I will follow up with email after email after email. Could it get annoying? Yeah, sure, it could. But do I stop following up until I hear a reply? Nope, I don't. How much is too often? Well, until someone dies. So that's something you need to commit to, following up. One of the other parts about following up is that you have to be frequent, frequent. That frequency is what is going to trigger them to think about you. You need to stand out. Sending them one email a day isn't too much. I had someone send me an email every single day for a week and that person became a top money earner in the company. Yeah, in the beginning, I got a little annoyed. Yes, I wish they would have left me alone, but who do you think I thought of when we were short-staffed? Who do you think I thought of when we were hiring? It was that person. It was the only person because they had gotten in front of me so many times, I immediately thought of them. The last part about following up is you gotta get creative. You wanna find different ways to get in front of them. Whether you're using social media, Facebook, Instagram, sharing a picture, tagging them in a post, sending them an email, a letter, calling the salon, your mission is to follow up until someone dies. The last part that I'm gonna share with you when it comes to salon interviews 
is verifying what you hear. You need to be able to understand what you are taking notes on. So what I'm going to recommend is to repeat back what you hear. If it is a question about career path, training, education, and they tell you we train once a month and you repeat this back to them, so you train once a month, is that correct? Then they can confirm that or they can say, no, we train every other month. You want to make sure that what you repeat back to them is what you are hearing. You want to confirm and verify what you hear. That is a skill that is sorely missing in salon interviews. And finally, when it comes to salon interviews, remember, it's not love at first sight. Start early, interview often, and by doing so, you will find the salon that you truly want to begin your career at. So that, my friends, is a lovely little live read from your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty, which many of you guys listening to the podcast have read maybe once, maybe twice, maybe more. And if you haven't, you can definitely read that chapter. And I just wanted to do a little live read. I was you know, recently on the road and I'd just been really thinking about interviews. I've done some interviews. I have some coming up. So that was just something that was on my mind that I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit. So that was chapter three. It's called Salon Interviews. It's not love at first sight. Be on the lookout for more live reads and be on the lookout for the entire audible version of your first year incoming by the end of this first quarter of 2020. Hope you guys are doing amazing. Hope you took away something from that live read. Love to get your feedback, your comments. You know, love for you to share this live read chapter with somebody that you care about, somebody that may be going into an interview. If you're getting ready to go in an interview, use some of these tips. I promise you this stuff is going to be what makes your interview process successful. It'll set the tone. It'll make you an attractive interviewee. It'll definitely speak volumes to that person sitting on the other side of the table. And you know, if you're really going after this as a career, you got to think about things like that. You have to think about what can set you up and set you apart from the next interview they're going to do. Because as a busy salon owner like myself, I do tons of interviews all the time, and I can probably count on my one hand how many people stuck out in their interview. Even though I may have hired a lot of people over the years, you know, interviewed hundreds of people, people over you know 10 years of being a salon owner, on one hand, people that stuck out. Most people sit there quiet. They might hit one or two of the points. They might look like they, you know, they got their their act together. They they look the part. But as far as like being prepared, you know, those other things, those other skills that I mentioned in that chapter, on one hand, I could name, or I could probably count the number of people who stood out. So hopefully this helps you guys in your process for interviewing. And thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. If you don't have a copy of the book, go to yourfirstyearin.com. If you're commenting or have questions, you can hit me up on Instagram. I'm at SunnyD1.0. And any comments or questions, or you can hit up our page at Your First Year In. Hope to see you out on the road. I'll have some dates coming soon. A couple places I'm going to be. I know the next immediate thing I think I have coming up 
and it's probably going to be the Paul Mitchell School Caper event in California. That's at the end of March, and I'll have some other dates coming up where I'll be speaking. Hope to see you out on the road at an event, at the booth, or online. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the YFY podcast. This is Sunny D signing off for now. And remember, this is the place you come to learn how to build your business right once, or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you soon.